Children Smile Again After Loss and Change podcast. I'm Amanda Sederhelm and I'm your host. Sophie Garner's mantra is if you can't say it, sing it. She is an extraordinary full-time singer, songwriter, and vocal coach. And Sophie's gift is being able to work with children and young people and adults and help them to express through music and through song their feelings that they may be struggling to put into words. She's the leader of six choirs and her work really is defined by her being um, a music educationalist. She works on a weekly basis in a number of settings in schools, dementia care units and the Headway charity uh, that works with adults who have suffered a brain injury. I'm delighted to be speaking to her today. I'm a big fan of her work. And also, she's a children's author. She's written two books, um, one of which is called The Creative Songwriting Journal. So I do hope that you will enjoy this conversation, this lively, um, magical conversation that I have with her. So good morning, Sophie. Good morning, Amanda. It's lovely to have you on my podcast, Helping Children Smile Again. It seems to me that you have it all. You do it all. You write music, you sing, you coach children and young people originally in front of the youth choir, orchestra, you do it all and your music and your teaching is deeply therapeutic mm-hmm. um, and I'm very inspired by your by your writing also yeah you're also an author and the title of your second book if you can't say it sing it mm-hmm. can you start by telling us why you chose that title Mm, mm. Well, thank you for such a lovely introduction. As soon as you said that, I, I wanted to go, didn't we almost have it all? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Perfect. Yeah, I know. Sorry, everything gets turned into a song. It's just, it's, it's my default thing. Do you know what I mean? I just can't help it. Um, that I'm really glad that, what a lovely way to open because it's, it's really significant and and powerful and it kind of really sums up and encompasses everything I do in one sentence because okay what does if you can't say it sing it mean as children as adults all ages we we have a connection with our own choice in music and that happens from a very early age music if if we if we look at just say simply a funeral where the choice of music for a funeral says what we need to say. Um, And we've all had that experience where we've chosen very carefully and then the funeral finishes. And when anyone hears that song again, 
it encompasses all of those emotions. Um, the song that we choose for the first dance of a wedding, um, football anthems, you, you name it. Um, there's there's a connection with music all through our life. And for children, when they're in the playground and they're dancing and letting off steam, and children tend to find their 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 kind of their family, their group at school because, oh yeah, you're into that. And then they make up dance routines, you know, to little mix or whatever. And they express themselves, obviously, first and foremost, through movement and dance. And, and then they sing the songs. They're in the moment. They're completely selfless. They've got no regard for how they look or sound. They haven't yet developed the self-awareness of, oh, my God, what do I look like? How do I appear to anyone else? They're, they're free and they're in flow and they're in the moment, which is so beautiful. And I wanted to take that further and explore that and use songwriting as a, as a powerful conduit, if you like, a tool for expressing emotions. And when I work with children doing this, they it's almost like they've got permission, they've got carte blanche to say how they feel because it's through a song. They're not having to tell a teacher or say to someone, oh my God, I can't tell you how I feel because you might be angry. And I get children expressing themselves with their own words through the power of song, whether they're angry or otherwise, and the gloves are off. And they're not frightened to do that. And of course, then they have ownership over these words, then add a melody to it. My God, you've got something so powerful. Then get them to sing what they've written and put a melody to. Wow. That's like an anthem almost. Yeah. It's it's just it's self-empowerment, it's it's confidence building, it's identity forming, and it builds resilience. And it's a toolkit then for them to go off. And that's what I give them. This is how you do it. My God, it's so easy, Miss Garner. Oh, you know, and, and I do. I simplify it to take away the, the dark art of being a songwriter, you know, and simplify it. Yes, it's, it's a bit like sort of drawing, isn't it, or painting. You're not mm. creating. You're not focused on creating a piece of great art. Yes. You're just focused on the expression. Absolutely. And Get it out. Get it out yes. on paper with a paintbrush, with a pencil. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and you, it seems to me, make children feel safe. The music itself mm. holds them. It does. You're, you're absolutely, it's bang on. It does. It holds them. It, it keeps them there in the moment. And it's like, well, if that person can write about what is going on in their life, I can as well. And it's the right. permission. It's the permission to speak, the permission to, if you can't say it, sing it. And that's exactly yeah. what, what that means. And so... Tell us what sort of things children do sing about if they if they can't say it. Is it sort of is it something you can plan and prepare for? Or how do you prepare them for that moment of, I suppose, just being in that in that flow space where they are all bets off. They can say what they can say yeah, yeah. like. Yeah. Um, the first thing I do, because I think it's really important for children first of all, with a teacher, they don't know you. you're coming in as a specialist. Who are you? You want to get me to suddenly mm -hmm. express who I am. You know, there's nothing more frightening when I have a singing student that comes to me for the first time and putting myself in their position. They don't know me from Adam. They've entered my house or whatever. And it's like, you want me to sing 
and that's scary. So one of the first things I do is I talk to them about my own school childhood and I show them a picture of me as a punk. And in secondary school, they're like, what? And I've got piercings, you know, and a Mohican. They're like, you came to school like that? And I'm like, well, yeah, but I then was threatened with expulsion. And, you know, I talked to them about the fact that I was rubbish at everything except for drama and singing. And then I I go on to say, look, you know, this is how I express myself. And I had a really difficult time at school with bullying and parents splitting up. And you can see the cogs going and I can see the people that are going, this is my story. This is my story. She's talking right. about me. here, And then what I do is I go on to talk about normally a song there's, there's a, a specific song that I will normally pick where there is a story to the song by the, the writer. And I will get them to hear the song and say, what's this about then? And there'll normally be two or three people that kind of are able to see beyond the lyrical content and see what's really going on. Some people take the song as face value, but when we dig deep, they're like, oh my goodness, you know, and it, and, and then, they they I start to say to them, don't be literal with your lyric writing. And I and I say to them, look, you know, love is a subject that everybody writes songs about. It's one of the most written about songs. But if all anyone did was go, I love you, you love me. Oh, how happy our life will be. It would be really boring. And I said to them, you need to give context to it. And you could express that in so what is love for you? And you could give a situation like, you know, I don't know, I've got these flowers here that my best friend gave me, you know, love is the scent of the pink, whatever. Do you know what I mean? And so you, you explain it and hide it. And then they're like, oh, wow. So I can actually say what I want, but hide it in an envelope that says love. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, wow, I will know what I mean. And I could express this and it has to make people think because we all want that. We don't want a film or a song where it's really literally go, oh, yeah, you know, we want to be tested, I think, and make our brain work. So then that gives them permission. And I've had had one boy in a primary school and it was 20 minutes in um, and we were literally... 20 minutes into the session and this young lad, um, this young lad basically said, I, I'm, I'm writing about my, the death of my dad. And he was like, he wrote these sentences about the death of his father and he hadn't spoken to the school the whole time he'd been there. And the school were like, we can't believe this has happened. And it was because of the delivery of the song that I'd chosen. And, and this boy had, you know, he was he was SEN and there was a lot of severe issues going on. So he had one-to-one support. And he 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 the teacher took him out and went, This is incredible. And he said, Yeah, this is about my dad. And da-da-da. so I was blown away. I cried, the TA cried, the teacher cried. And in another session in a secretary school, I had a young girl um, write a song about um, the person she'd fallen in love with. And it was a girl and she just come out to her teacher the day before. And, she, and I said, I said, do you want to sing this? She went, no, I only want you to see it. And it was like, 
I'd been in the session 20 minutes. So to have that trust, but I think it was because I went in and was very honest about myself. And it's like, well, you've revealed something about you with us. So it's okay now. And that's taken years of, you know, teaching to know what the formula formula is and the right amount of alchemy of this and to, to, to work out what now on the face of it looks really simple, but it's been years and years of tailoring. To build your practice. Absolutely. Mm. And I think, you know, you you build rapport, don't you? And the children trust you. They know yeah. they can trust you because yeah. they know that you've been in the trenches. It's authentic. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're not going in there with a theory book. You're saying, look, I've lived this. This has been my struggle. Yeah. And this is what I can offer you. And I think children really respect and respond to that. You know, when they see that you're not talking at them, yeah. you're actually wanting to bring them. You bring them along, don't you, with you? You're saying, yeah. come with me. A bit like the Pied Piper in a way. Yeah. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I That's mean, you've like, got them. You've really got them, haven't you, in that moment when yeah. they, I know exactly what you mean, their, their faces light up and you can see it change in their it's eyes. It's the most exciting Isn't thing. Yeah. And I'm then in flow and I'm jumping around like a maniac and the kids are then, I've got them. And I know the process. It, yeah. It's hilarious because yeah. I know the process. You turn up, the arms are folded. It's the yes. defense mechanism. Well yeah, what, who are you? What are you going to do with us? And, you know, the teacher says, now, please show respect for our visitor. There's the occasional kid that's the, you know, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to just be really narky mm. to you. And mm. and I don't take it. And then I'm, and I'm really, and I deal with it in a very professional way, but I'm like, if you don't want to be in the room, then you can leave now. But don't disrupt this very special time that I've come here. To. And they're like, you know, so I deal with it in a very, very passive way. But it's you're not going to mess up this session for everyone else. And then they normally come back on side and there's tears, there's laughter. And by the end of the hour, it's like, thanks, miss. And when you're coming back again and, and I'm normally in tears when they leave the room because it's just it fills my heart and there's healing there's a payoff because it mm-hmm. there's the healing in them is the is the healing that I've had over years of songwriting and there's this you know healer heal thyself yeah there, there's yeah. that whole thing going on and I'm very aware of it and it's it's very potent I love it oh I can see that I mean you're you're so passionate and enthusiastic about it I mean I would imagine that that is literally it's sort of something that it's so infectious in the room and yes I mean to sit and not participate in that it must be harder to do that they just want to get right in there and and get involved absolutely so tell us a little bit about the the actual songwriting process from the point of view of how how do they start? Do they you, you give them some ideas or like some topics or some suggestions, I, and then they just they just go for it, and then no, there, there's a real. I mean, there's various approaches that I take. I mean, it, it I kind of had to sum it all up and simplify it, which I did in my book, in my first book, the Creative Songwriting Journal. And what I do is I take elements of that, and there's a bit more. Theatre is the wrong word, but because I'm there delivering, there's more involved, if that makes sense. But the book leads the the workshop, leads the book. They kind one goes 
with the other, if that makes sense. So I start by saying who here loves songwriting, who have, who here loves singing and, and who here can sing. And there'll be like one hand almost <laughs> apologetically. And then I, I take them through a process where I really break down and simplify a particular song and, and, and then and explain it and pull it apart with them. And they're like, well, that's actually really easy to do. And I'm like, I know. And so I do that and there's a process to that. And then I go, right, we're going to choose a subject. So I get them. Sometimes I might get them to shout out different subjects. What sort of things do they shout out? Sometimes it'll be football. A lot of the boys will do football, computer games. Mm -hmm. Um, Girls will be best friends, um, dancing, um, drawing. Um, what did I have one boy do once? Um, when, when I fall over, my best friend's always there for me. And that's been a narrative Mm. that's kind of played out. There's been very kind of common themes. And then what I do is I normally bring it right down and almost like to a jus, I cook it down and I go, right, Mm. okay, well, we need to pick something and you've all come up with different things. So let's go for, it might be and this is very dependent on the class because this can be a real danger area for some family. But of course, that mm. has all sorts of implications depending on the class. So I'm very mindful of that because that's really crossing over to, you know, I don't have any family or I have a family mm. that I'm no longer living with. Um, so I will pick something like happiness or strength or power. So something positive and uplifting, um, or I might pick a colour and then I get them to, to literally mind map and I give them the length of the song and then they'll all come back with different ideas, some of which are really out there. And so this is one approach I do. I then, and, and it's, you've got to be a musician to be able to do this because you are literally creating something from nothing. I gather all their pieces of paper and I go, right. Okay. I just want you to sit for a moment just think about what you've said. And I literally go, right. I pick like six lines and I make up a song on the spot and add something in to rhyme it as well. And I do that within like three minutes and I'm flying by the seat of my pants. I'm in fear at this point, but it is the most exciting thing because it's when I am scared that I am my most happiest. It's like a dichotomy, but, yeah. and, 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 you know, I'm like, and I'm like, right, just hang on. I'm nearly there. And they're like, she's not going to do something. <laughs> and then, and then I go, right. And while I'm doing that, I go, can you think about a rhythm and a style of music? And they're thinking, what? So she's even going to do that. And then someone will say, well, I beatbox. I'm like, right, there's a line that so-and-so, right? You could beatbox that line. And then someone else. So the people that don't want to sing are doing that. Somebody might tap the table and then I'll get three girls. They'll sing that line and the whole, and then they'll all come together for the chorus. And we've then created a song and they're like this. So it's so inclusive. It's naturally inclusive, isn't it? Those that don't want to sing can tap or do a hum or do a rhythm. So we've then created a whole song, even with, you know, a drum feel, et cetera, just using voice. 
and there's so many beatboxes because a lot of the boys are into drill. So it really, you know, it doesn't exclude them. There's no, oh no, we can't have that. Obviously there's no swearing. I don't allow that, but it can, I literally let them pave the way and right. Okay. Let's go for a soul feel then. Okay. And it's just incredible. And we create this song. (laughs) Amazing. Just so amazing. I just want to back up a little bit when you said about you choose the you, you know you create that song in your in your head in the moment how do you get that does it just come to you do you hear it in your head or do you feel it in your body no it's, what it's that's re- going to be is it- it's so weird I can't even explain it I literally look at the lyrics I look at the rhythm of the lyrics and I'm literally kind of counting depending on where the noun is the mm. syllable you know and that that has to dictate and sometimes it won't flow the line's too long so I'll say to the person that wrote it do you mind if we just drop out these two words because then it will fit then I literally and I don't even think about it Amanda I literally Mm -hmm. can't tell you how I do it because I literally just start singing and it it, it's in the moment and and it's that that sounds really odd but I've been a musician for 30 years. I, I started out as a jazz singer, so improvising on stage is second nature to me. Yeah, I can say you've got that. It just is. It's more than a skill. You've got the skill, but you've got something else as well that just comes from within yourself, within your soul, I would imagine. Yeah, it's, it's I, can't, I can't, I yeah. can't, I couldn't teach it. I wouldn't no, know how no. it, you know, just like Ella Fitzgerald wouldn't probably be able to teach how you've either got it or you haven't. And I don't mean that to sound smug, but it's 30 years of doing what I do and being a musician on stage, being a singer on stage without that, I couldn't do what I do because it's that being in the moment. It is. And also I think it, it characterizes your style of teaching because listening to you describe how you work with the children to help them create that song it sounds like they are responding with their bodies as well. So you want a drum? Okay, well, let's, yeah. let's tap on the desk. They're you feeling know. and hearing yes. what, yeah. what the song is. Absolutely. Yeah. And some of them draw it. So um, I know we had a conversation recently um, and we had a wonderful social session and, you know, we talked about the wonderful similarities between you know, what you do and what I do. And the fact that a lot of children that aren't confident writers, you know, and I, I had kids in secondary school that, you know, their, their writing is that of, of somebody in, in key stage two. Um, And so they were instantly cringing because they couldn't write and I went, draw it. Mm. And so the picture that they drew was equally, and sometimes if not more so, powerful than a line someone wrote because a thousand words a picture tells a thousand words as we know and so I would take the drawing and go right okay so tell me what that means then I wrote down their lyrics so by the end of the I mean this is in an hour session you know a proper thing is me doing a whole day but in an hour session I'm flying by the seat of my pants but that's when it's so special because there is no time to waste it's head down they know that there's no time to waste and when you're up against it often that's when you deliver a bit like when people you know leave it to the last day then do the revision and those people always get away with it 
but you then, oh my God, I've got to focus. I've got to deliver. And there's something about that, you know, that adrenal fight and flight, you've mm. got to, you know, and, and when we're in fight and flight, we're absolutely focused. And, and I'm in that fight and flight mode, but in a very positive way. But at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. I'm absolutely I'm sure. exhausted. I'm sure. I, I, I can't function the next day. I'm literally in a happy way, but yes. just mentally trained. <laughs> You've emptied yourself out, literally, haven't you, into yeah. the creative process. Yeah, I give everything, is, everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but willingly so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People and say I give too much, but it, it, it's the way I am. I can't. It's off or on for me, you it, know. Well, I think as artists, creatives, we... We have to learn, don't we, yeah. how to manage that that switching. That Absolutely. Switching on. I know exactly what you mean, that switching on and that switching off. It's hard, Amanda, um, isn't it? Yeah, it's very hard. And I think it's something that we learn. We don't – I think we, ha- we have to learn our own way through that. I know I've had to, and it's, it's not always been comfortable or easy, you know. Yeah. But there's no rule book for it, and, and so – your you know the children you teach are benefiting from your generosity and your spiritedness in that in that space um and it sounds also like they're ready aren't they they're primed they're ready to let go of all that probably that worry that they can yeah. at school yeah you're giving them permission to go just going to let it out right now in a really short amount of time one thing I one thing I do though which is really it's just my little bit of fun because it also it it excites the class but it also zones them in when they find out I'm an author you know you know what it's like you're an author there's a respect oh oh, she's written a book she's got an ISBN that was the most exciting (laughs) thing for me I have an ISBN (laughs) I have stripes I have black stripes I know. Got black lines. Got black lines. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I arrive and I give. I, I say at the beginning, I'm going to gift one person in this class one of my books, and I take normally mm. two of my first book, two of my second, and they're all like, oh, "Pick me, pick me!" And the wonderful thing is, it sets up a. Well, I want the book, so I'm going to go. I'm really, you know. So yes. there's a there's a there's a reason also for it because it's a you know I need you on board to make this as easy as possible so they're all they're all fighting for this book and then I gift it at the end and and I gifted it once to a little boy who was so disruptive he was taken out in the first five minutes of the session then he came back in and he was the boy that needed the help the most really yes, disruptive yes. boy I gave him my book he cried the teacher went oh my god Sophie you really turned mm. that around and he hugged mm. me at the end I cried because it was like he just needed validation and he, he wrote he, it took everything and I had to spend actually 10 minutes with him you know at the cost of not going around to other people but he needed it and I got him he said oh you know well I'm not good at anything because it was you know what fires you what, what are you good at I'm not good at anything miss what do you do to have fun? Well, I like football. Well, you're obviously good at that then, aren't you? And then he lit up because he was talking about, and I went, you know, and then we were in the zone and it was finding that and digging it out and then flying with it. So, I mean, it's much, it's much more than, don't take this the wrong way, it's mm. just songwriting. Oh, gotcha. It's, it's, songwriting is sort of, it's the way in. Um, it's the way, exactly, thank you. It's the doorway, isn't it? It's the way in to access their emotional lives. 
totally. Uh, and the yeah. things that are coming out and yeah. the things that they're then opening up about that teachers are yes. surprised about. I mean, wow. So for me, it's about teaching the teacher to teach mm. the child as well, because, you know, I go off, see you then, glad you had a great time. But then it's about the yeah. teachers implementing that. You know, and so now I've created a teacher training day because, of course, music is being removed from schools. Yes. Don't even get me onto that because I'm so angry. It's I just I've never been so angry. The, the, the way music is seen is just this, you know, hands in the air, happy. Let's just sing for fun when it goes so much deeper. It's about social skills. It's about expression. It's about building confidence and self-identity. Things that maths and English, you know, are it should be equal to the prime academic subjects in school and it's gradually getting squeezed out and so I then thought well there's I've got to find a way of teaching a teacher to do what I do with no music experience in the easiest way possible they don't have to play an instrument so now you know my my sort of life legacy is to get me and my books into every school in the UK before (laughs) before before I before I'm going into the, the classroom with a stick and unable to dance. But using that stick in some amazing <laughs> musical to lead, way. To lead. Yes. <laughs> She's conducting now. Conducting with a walking stick, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, yes, it, exactly. I'm so glad to hear you say that you, you're doing that for teachers as well, because I feel that way about, you know, storytelling. It's one thing to be working with the children, but then we leave, don't we? And what happens then? Where does it, how does it continue? So... What kind of response are you are you getting to that? How are they teachers responding? To- so at the moment, so the school's obviously absolutely loving the workshops. Um, mm. I'm returning and they work very differently. Sometimes I'm booked to do one day, half an hour with each year group. Sometimes I'm booked for one day to just work on year sevens or, you know, key stage two, depending on primary or secretary. And I'm in one school where, I am now going back this Friday to deliver lyrics that were written in every class to teach them the song that I've written. And then in July, I go back again and we'll do a whole school performance. So a really structured version of what I've just told you about in my process. And then between this Friday and July, the teachers will be responsible for rehearsing those lyrics then I'll go back in July we'll lead it and it will be a whole school performance of their own lyrics but in terms of the teacher training because I've literally only just finished writing the manual all underpinned by my master's degree now it's getting it out there getting it into schools that you know have got the budget to be able to finance it or have got the budget but are going to see that it needs to be financed in that area i.e music But as you just said, it's not just music. They've got to see the results of that. And I think this is the thing that really schools need to be taught because I just think, I think a lot of schools, no disrespect to them, are just seeing music as music. Yes, create a playlist and and listen to different types of music. So they're, they're only thinking about sound. They're not thinking about what that is how that's helping children to be absolutely expressive. yes uh, and it's therapeutic as you've seen with your yeah. um with the, the the way the children 
you know, talk about and react yeah. to the process. Yeah. So I'm not going to stop. I'm no, not going to. And the no, more and the so. more I read about it being removed, the more fired up and angry I get. And we need that, don't we? We need that anger. To sort of, it's a moving forward force, you know. We, it is. We it's that, a tidal it? wave. <laughs> it's a snowball building up. I mean, I'm just thinking about that school. They will have the legacy. That's the school story, isn't it? No. Yeah. How often do, do we see that? And, you know, since the pandemic, I think there's more of a more of an even more of a need for completely um, to be settling into that um, yeah settling into that process yeah, yeah. and unraveling all you know we as adults we have we have friends to talk to we have mm. you know people that like us have the social skills and capacity to explain how we feel children don't often know how to verbalize it so they've got this volcano mm. waiting to just burst open yeah. and it's giving them the okay the permission and then the words to say it. and music as we know in yeah. you know it, we listen to music and we disappear and I work with so many kids that put earphones on go upstairs in their bedroom yes. and just let stuff out and you know yeah. dance in their yeah. room and it's tune it's using their pleasure as the way in yeah that's right well as you said about the little boy whose father had died mm. I was struck by how powerful music can be around loss yeah. and grief yeah you know, and I notice how affecting that is, you know, yeah. I notice it also within myself. If I'm feeling sad, I want to listen to something different yeah. compared with how I will choose music if I'm wanting to dance and move around the room. Absolutely. And do you see that also that loss is something that comes up as a theme? A lot? Oh, gosh. Yeah, completely. Um, a pet. That comes up mm. a lot, pets, and it could be anything, goldfish, dog, but that came up a lot when I rang an online songwriting workshop in lockdown. Grandparent, a grandparent dying, an auntie dying, um, deeply upset children, specifically in primary education, mm. and not knowing how to express that. And I know, you know, that's something that you mm. are working with and you know, hat off to you, Amanda, because I don't think there's enough support out there creatively for dealing with grief. No, I think you're right. I think it's a passion of mine to have grief education taught in every school. Absolutely. Um, yeah, totally. So that there is that deeper awareness of how loss affects children. I think there is um, a perception that if children are running around playing, they're suddenly not being, that's not a sign that they are grieving but in fact that's how children grieve they do jump in and out of there absolutely they can't stay in it all the time and I don't think we can either that's no. why we need music and therapy and art and drawing to help us express our feelings yeah. absolutely yeah so so what's next then what's the what should anyone listening to this who's thinking well you know I like the idea but not quite sure they will of course be totally convinced now that they should they should have music <laughs> therapy in their school uh, um what what's the next step for them what should they do um well on my website I've, I've literally recently just uploaded um a freebie pack like mm. an introduction for parents for teachers for children just to start exploring so there, there's elements that I've literally taken from my book to give away free and various other little things for parents 
grandparents, teachers to just start creating so they could do that. Okay. I, I, I love talking to people and communicating with other people. They can email me on my website, okay. sophiegarner.com or the creative songwriting journal.com. They could buy the book. They could start implementing it. I've had counsellors buy it. I've got teachers in Canada and um, was it San Francisco? No, Florida. They've started using it. Um, it's yeah. So it could be used by children or teachers all together that's the great thing I've written it so that it's easy to implement whatever whatever yeah. age so grab that hairbrush get going <laughs> <laughs> don't feel embarrassed just get going oh it's been such a such fun such a riot. thank you Roman. it really has and you know every interview so different and sometimes the same things come up, but today it's been interesting because I learned something new every time somebody asks a question and it's been really, really lovely today. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'll put all your contact details in the show notes. I just wondered if you'd like to sing us out. Yeah. Oh gosh. What shall I sing? Um, oh, what shall I sing? Um, okay. Let's do um, a little bit of, Heard it through the grapevine. Oh, okay, feel free to join in. Oh, yeah. Well, I bet you're wondering how I knew about your plans to make me blue with some other guy you knew before. Between the two of us, guys, you know I loved you more. It took me by surprise, I must say. When I found out yesterday, don't you know I heard it through the grapevine? <laughs> Love it. Nobody ever asked me to sing, that's brilliant. 